Welcome to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministry. I'm Derek Hutchison. I'm here with my sister in Christ, Dawn Orr. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. It is Friday, January 30th. End of the month. One day until this month is gone. Where'd it go? Well, it was 30 days long. That's That's where it went? (laughs) I think I could still be in laughter and be okay. (laughs) I know. I'm still not used to it being 2015. Although, here's an ironic thing. I can write odd numbers Mm -hmm. when the year changes better than I can learn to write an even number. Okay, that's not weird. That that's just weird. I know. There's, but there's, I thought I'd throw it in for kicks because we were talking about last year and this year. That's absolutely weird. I'm not buying that. You not? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Next year I'll be in trouble. You are on uh, the road less traveled here. Oh my god, that is so radio. creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, now, see, that's all I'm going to have I in my I even got head. Jim upset I know. There. <laughs> that's, that's all I've got in my head now. Anyway, uh, yes, it is Friday, and you're listening to Becoming Christ. Like, we're starting a new series uh, today, uh, and it, it'll take us a, a little while to get through it. And it's, it, it is a book that, that I found, and I was reading, and, and it's quite... It, well, Fascinating. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I had a couple of things. Now I haven't been it able really to go past is. that page because I get I got to digest. In a in a in a very real sense, the title of it is very simplistic. Mm-hmm. But I thought he had. It's written by James McDonald, and it's called "Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too, too Late." late. <laughs> <laughs> and really, what he does is it's a, it's a replacement type mm-hmm. of thing where we get rid of one attitude and replace it with something. Uh, Better, godlike. Replace negative with positive. Exactly. That's what it is. And so it's a very simple premise. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was. I thought it was very uh, applicable in in everyone's life. Absolutely. Because if you, as I was reading it, I I kept thinking to myself, "This is me." But then I thought also. This is everyone. It's absolutely everyone. It's, it's everyone. And, and the funny part is, is I, when I was reading it, I was noticing the growth process. Mm-hmm. But I love the change of words. You know, I have that fetish with it. Mm-hmm. And some of the words of how he worded it, just right. I really thought he had a great insight. And there's questions in it, and there's little little exercises to do, and there's a little lists that you can make, <laughs> five things to be thankful for, and... And, uh, you know, all these types of things, and really what he's talking about is getting rid of a complaining, covetous, critical, doubting, rebellious attitude and replacing it with thankfulness, uh, replace a, a, a covetous attitude with an attitude of commitment, contentment, uh, an attitude of love, an attitude of faith, and an attitude of submission, which describes the, the Christian walk. Absolutely. Um, and and so we decided to do this. We'll we'll, we'll start on it uh, next week. We're going to talk about uh, kind of leading up to it and and attitudes. But uh, I thought it was a very easy to read, good good book uh, that people could could uh, take their time in doing. And and you can. It's one of those things that you could. Read a chapter and then 
wait a week or two and let, and it, let sink it sink in, in. And put it into action. And put it into action, yeah. Because sometimes we rush through it and we get all the head knowledge, but we don't implement in it. Right. Implement it in our life. And yeah. it's not one of those things that, oh, you got to get through the whole book before it works. Uh, you, no. you, you don't have to do that. Well, so. like I said, I got to a certain page and I just kind of quit there because yeah. that was resonating in my soul. And that's the thing to do, though. We yeah. are going to talk, be talking about this over the next uh, few weeks. Book written by James McDonald, Lord Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's 14 years old. Wow. So wow. Um, how'd your week go? Busy. I had kids on the weekend and kids and money. Oh yeah, we went to Old Vince Fort, seen Joe. Did you? Yes, absolutely. Had a great time with three little kids running around in the snow and the mud. Oh really? Oh yeah, there was snow up there and they made little paths for us and everything. No kidding. So then it takes a recoup period after that. (laughs) I know you texted me. Did you ever get to go swim? Nope, we did not get to go swim. swim. We decided to go to Ben's Old Fort instead, and that that took the place of it. Because I didn't... Deanna goes, well, I didn't bring my swimsuit. And I said, well, I got one for Wyatt. We can borrow one for Bailey, but it just didn't pan. Down here in southeastern Colorado where we uh, have our studio is... There's not a whole lot, unless you drive away, there's not a whole lot to do. And you know, where they spend three hours in the vehicle getting here, the last thing they do is want to drive very far That's while right. they're here. And so we do have, and I've always, I always get it confused. It's Ben's Old Fort or is it Old Ben's Fort? It's Old Fort. <laughs> it's Old Fort, I think. <laughs> Which is strange because it was rebuilt, so it's actually new. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was just finished. Not Refurbished. <laughs> but, but it's, it's a, a great place to go. It's a fort that uh, is here on the Arkansas River. It was a trading post. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Bent Brothers. The Bent Brothers, that's right. Uh, and also the name of, uh, sake of the county that you live in, Bent right. County. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, it's it's a... It's a place that many people stop by as part of the National Forest Service, I believe, or National Parks. National, national Park. Park, excuse me, National Parks uh, Service. And so it is a national park, and, and a friend of ours works there as a, uh, he is a Mexican laborer. And yeah. before everybody emails me and says that's racist, <laughs> that that's actually the part that he plays. That he plays. Uh-huh. He plays that part. And I... He were I don't know. He used to work in the blacksmith uh, uh, thing. I don't know what he does there well, now. Well, he was sitting out by the fire, and he was actually sewing something. Yeah. When, we were, when Wyatt was asking, but they have people questions. playing parts there mm-hmm. and and everything. If you're ever down in southeastern Colorado, stop and see it. It's it's the the fort is rebuilt, mm-hmm. uh, but it's built on the on the site. Uh, they did so much excavating there, and and uh, they had. Uh, People come in and, and do digs and found things. It's just an amazing. It's amazing history along the Arkansas River. And, and the strange thing is, or not the strange thing, but the interesting thing is, that was really the border of the United States. States. The Arkansas River uh, Mexico. separated Mexico and the United States. So yeah. in that time, you could literally go across the river and be in another country. Right. So a lot of trading. It was a trading post, right. is what it was, and so. The, you learn a lot about that. It's I've been there a couple of times. That's I I love the history of it. I try to take the grandkids there every year because you know their little brains absorb mm-hmm. so much more each year. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you can kill a half a day there easy. Yes, <laughs> guess, you know. Yes, and it's so it's it's really I love the history of it. I'm not a big southwestern 
type of history, but I love the the, the idea of it, it being back in the eight the eighteen hundreds eighteen sixty right around the beginning of the Civil War and 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 so they have people who play parts there and it's very authentic. That's right. Very it's very neat. It besides the kiva here the the Kashari kiva which is uh, very famous. Uh, throughout throughout the United States and and the world of the, uh, wow, the Boy Scouts. The oh, oh yeah, wow. they've gone overseas to dance. Oh, and really, I didn't know that. Boy Scout troop that that does Indian. Uh, really, Ben's Ford is the thing that that's here. People come to southeastern when you right. when you get basically east of Pueblo, <laughs> all you can see is Ben's Fort and the Kiva. That's I mean, about really, right. You know, <laughs> so I, you go further out. Unless you enjoy looking at wide open fields that have cows on them or... <laughs> oh, or, now the cows are nice to look at, Derek. <laughs> or alfalfa. There you go. That's, corn. <laughs> or corn. There's really nothing until you hit Missouri. <laughs> I don't know. You Do you think I go anywhere? Halfway, halfway through Kansas, there's really, you know, besides, unless you want to pull off the road and listen, uh, watch or look at the largest ball of tinfoil or something <laughs> like, like that. that. <laughs> Highway 50 East is there's not there's a whole not a lot. lot there. So, but if you enjoy that kind of stuff, come visit us, oh, southeastern absolutely. Colorado. Don't expect to see the mountains because they're not there. <laughs> They're not here. They're not. Uh, they are, but they're about an inch and a half tall. That's all right. When you're driving down the road, I always, I just absolutely love that one, and we get some of that on emails through some of our different shows that we have. Of uh, hey, uh, uh, what it, wait, uh, what is uh, Pat's? What's oh here we go. Pat's in the in the chat room. It's, good morning, Pat says. Hello there. Yes, yes. Frantically waving. She's frantically waving <laughs> over there. So, Pat's good to have you. Good morning, Pat. Uh, here in the Patty Sheen's got a new show on the road less traveled here with us called Literally Speaking. We're having a great time with that. I, get, I just get to sit here every once in a while. I get to say something. You talk a little bit, and I you just, get your name in on those books pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. You should check that out. That's an interesting thing. Uh, interesting show that, that that Pat has. It's called Literally Speaking. It's on uh, Tuesday mornings, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Talk. Uh, uh, lately, we've been talking. She's been talking with a lot of authors and and things. But but really, a show about different ways of communicating God's love and how how you communicate the ministry that God has given to you. Uh, and it's a it's a guest show. Uh, and, and so uh, we've had three or four, I can't remember, uh, but just fascinating, Absolutely. fascinating. You want to check that out right here on the Road Less Traveled, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Tuesday mornings. So, And if you can't make it live, you can listen the, to the archive. You can listen show. to it archived. Uh, you can find it. Just go to pattysheen.com, P-A-T-T-I-S-H-E-N-E, pattysheen.com. You see what happens when you come in the chat room? You get... <laughs> You get a shout out. You get a out. promo, get a promo <laughs> shout out. So anybody, it's 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 in the Christianity uh, category of of Blog Talk Radio. So, but we get a lot of of email throughout all of our shows, um, and uh, one of the things that a lot of people say is, I see that your studios there in in uh, southeastern Col- or in Colorado, you, you're so lucky to be near the mountain. <laughs> just they just don't tell you we got to drive three hours yeah, to get to them. Right. And, and uh, you know, if they're if they're typing from 
from Missouri or Illinois or something How like would that. They go? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I always say, well, I'm closer to the mountains than you are, but don't think that I'm I'm up on the ski slopes every every weekend because people always confuse that. Yes, they, they do. Always can, they always they say, oh, you're in Colorado, you must ski a lot. No, no, I look at cows. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with cows, yeah. Derek. So anyway, we are glad that you are here uh, with us at Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio. Again, we're going to be starting this new book from James McDonald called Lord Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and open our time up with prayer. Gracious Father, it is so good to be here today um, sharing your word. We pray that you would bless this time that we have. We we ask a blessing upon our ministry uh, of all of our shows that that as we bring forth your word, um, that hearts would be touched, minds would be opened, that indeed um, you would be glorified. So we seek that, Father God, in all that we say and all that we do, that the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, would be lifted up, that your Spirit would dwell in us and work through us, so that you would be glorified. And so we give this time to you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, last week we started kind of a new thing, and we, we were talking about uh, ripped from the headlines. Cool. Christian news. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, there's a lot of it out there. there I mean, is. it used to be that, that you would have to really search to say, okay, I want to find a Christian story in the news, and you would have to really search, and uh, um, and you don't have to do that anymore. That's kind of nice, though. Well, I guess it's a two-edged sword. It's nice well, to be able to find it, but most of the time you're finding news that... Do you think we're doing it in rebuttal to the other things that are going on No, I think, I think a lot of time now mainstream media is taking the opportunity to jab us, and so a lot of the stories are that. Well, that, and, and yeah. I think, though, at some points there's a response coming back, and hopefully yeah. godly ones. Yes, absolutely. There's a discussion being taken place... Start off with just a uh, just a so you know type of thing. Actually, my son um, sh- uh, kind of put me on the scent of this one. Um, the Sundance Festival is oh. is being held. It's a three day Sundance Festival. The Sundance Festival is is uh, a, a movie festival that that new movies come come out. And sometimes if if you if you have a a movie that's kind of it's it's not a big thing. It's not like a Marvel coming out or a superhero movie or one of those that don't need any type of push to it at all. Uh, you'll take your movie to the Sundance Festival and show it. Cool. And then you'll you'll gauge the reaction. Ewan McGregor uh, is an actor, and for those of you who are Star Wars fan, you will know Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor's been in a number of 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 movies he's a great actor uh i i i love to see him uh in in movies but uh he plays jesus and the devil boy that's a hard combination to do isn't it yes in a film that is called last days in the desert cool and it is a movie based on the 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 40 days of of Jesus's uh, temptation in the desert, and and it's kind of told through a parable of father and sons, and but he plays both Jesus Yeshua in this one and the devil, the 
And so uh, it's an int- it's going to be an interesting it's going to I think it's going to be one of those interesting movies um, that I I think uh, I I hope I <laughs> maybe put it this way I hope is closer than some of the other uh, movies that we've had Noah, Noah right. which was which was off right. Um, he said there wasn't very much true about it. I did not get to see that either. Yeah, Noah, which was off, and then of course uh, the Exodus mm-hmm. that that came out. That was closer to to scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how but this. But the Exodus one... was a remake, right? Well, I suppose of what. Wasn't there a previous movie Exodus? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were. I mean, basically, it's the ten. I've seen a really old one. Basically, it's the Ten Commandments, right? Just with the emphasis on different things. Oh, okay. Because in the end, he gets to the Ten Commandments. That's the end of the movie in the Exodus, is that he makes the Ten Commandments. Okay. And actually, it was Uh, the one I seen. That wasn't. It was. It was really. It was really an interesting thing. There. A lot of things that people get upset about, but like we talked about before we went on air, there seemed to be more and more of the mainstream Hollywood now doing movies of this uh, of this genre, mm-hmm. which is which is good. I mean, I don't think probably twenty years ago, or even ten years ago, maybe even five years ago, you would have been able to get Noah anybody to come see Noah yeah. just for the mere fact of it being about the Bible, right? And and of course, to be able to get people to 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 go and see it, they they feel they have to change, take their poetic license and change hope, a number of things. I just hope it stimulates them to open up the Bible for the truth for them instead of just taking what screenplays says. And you would true. hope that, that, that there is that uh, reaction as you come, uh, come out of the theater. And but that, sometimes they don't. They take it as no, the gospel instead no. of looking it up for themselves. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And then, like I said, the exodus was out. But they've got this last days in the desert. We'll see. There's no determined date yet of when it's coming out. It's just been at Sundance. But it's something that you might want to be looking at as you peruse the uh, Internet and you see it uh, hopefully get built up bigger and bigger. We'll see what it's like. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how close it is. It could be oh, just a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> and you come out of it and say, that's not what it was at. like. But again, with all shows that come out like this, if you're, I'm sure that if you're going to see it and thinking, oh, look, it's going to be a chronicle of, Je- of the scriptures with Jesus' temptation, then don't go see that because I'm sure... That's not what it is. And also, when you do go see something like that, the portrayal is never what you have in That's your right. own mind. That's right. So sometimes it kind of ruins them. You think, I like that. And you go, no, I like mine better. <laughs> right. But I was thinking, and I'm trying to think of movies that I've seen. There there aren't a whole lot of movies that use that story of Scripture. Mm-hmm. You don't see a, a lot of movies like that. Well, I'm not a movie buff, yeah. so I would know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't think that they're that that there's they're out there. So that's interesting. The mm-hmm. other story that we wanted to to share was this one came out about a week and a half ago. I'm not. Uh, let me check and see when it actually came out on Patheos and see if I got a date here. January 21st, so about nine days ago. That's about right. The Newsboys. Yes. 
And and for the newsboys, um, God's not dead. Pe- yeah, people. My God's alive. not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. That movie just came out. Um, but it, what people don't know if you don't follow the newsboys, is that 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 wasn't the original lead singer. There was there's a new lead singer for the newsboys. Uh, George Perdiccas is is the new uh, or, or was the, the was one. the original right. lead singer of the Newsboys back in '91. I know. I was surprised they went back that far. I've been in youth ministry, and basically that was what you come up that on. That was the close. I started youth ministry in 1992. Wow. 1992, so 23 years ago, uh, and. The Newsboys was the big thing. Contemporary Christian music was just starting to to move out of its uh, Amy Grant phase of and type thing into what people would go on to call Christian rock. Right. You know, and uh, he was the lead singer of the Newsboys, and they were big. They were huge. I went and saw them. It took my youth group and went and saw them in Colorado Springs. Well, didn't they like release two albums before he quit? Or? Yes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I was just making sure. I, I'm sure I right have on. them. I st- I'm probably I still have them around here. George Perdiccas was the uh, was the new or was the Newsboys lead singer, and he was a guest. Uh, Poster, I guess you would call them now, but guest blogger, guest writer uh, on a website called Pathios.com, which is the friendly atheist. I mean, <laughs> and excuse me, he wrote his blog and stated, I co-founded one of the most popular Christian rock bands ever, and now I'm an atheist. I've heard that more than once. <laughs> and now I'm an atheist. He went on to say that uh, he's an atheist now and gave his reasonings for it. I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, We'll be taking a break here shortly, but uh, even on the other side of it, because I think it's very interesting as, as we move into this book called Lord Change My Attitude. That's really what happened to him. Uh, His attitude changed and he went, he, he talks about how, he was a musician and loved to to play jam. and they jam in the garage and, exactly. and all of that and ended up getting a Christian band together. And who knows if <clears throat> I don't know and I and I would think that a lot of a lot of bands fall into this and it's dangerous. When I I don't know about you and I don't know about our listeners, but when you when you look at Christian singers when you look at the Amy Grants, or if you were the Sandy Patties back in the late 80s, uh, or nowadays with Christian contemporary music being so big, uh, numerous artists uh, that, that are really good, even the Newsboys now, or, or whether it be 10th Avenue North, or I mean, there's, there's stations now that are contemporary Christian mm, radio stations. I, I think... <clears throat> every once in a while, I wonder to myself, it's got to be so hard to break into the music business. It just has to be. We have, what do we have on TV? We have The Voice. We have American Idol. We have America's Got Talent. We have all these things that we see 
just trying to get one person bro- yeah. to break into the music scene. I often think, I wonder if people say to themselves, you know what, contemporary Christian music is hot right now. I'll go in. I'll just that sing door. that. Doesn't matter whether I'm a Christian or not. I'll well, I think it. this gentleman lived with a Christian family Absolutely. in the beginning, so and he I'm had not, that. <clears throat> yeah. and I'm not saying that that was his that was his thing, but it was very much he talks about in 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 his writing the whole idea of I just wanted to jam, and then we had this Christian rock band. Then it got so big, and this idea of living and modeling and portraying. What we were singing about. What we were singing about. He discovered what he called the hypocrisy of his life. Yes. And and then began to look in other places for answers. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it in the article um, where where he began uh, reading. Uh, different books and 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 uh, studying different philosophies and and how he got married and and then, you know whatever you put into your mind whatever you're studying yeah. is where you head too yeah and so he he said I always fit, and I'm reading from Pathios.com he says this is his uh, article I always felt uncomfortable with the strict rules imposed by Christianity all I wanted to do was create and play rock and roll. And yet most of the attention I received was focused on how well I maintain the impossible standards of religion. I wanted my life to be measured by my music, not by my ability to resist temptation. And so he left the band uh, and went back to Adelaide. And there he got married and taught guitar and he played clubs and, and built homes and he had daughters. And then he be, said, I soon found myself fascinated by the works of Carl Sagan and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm not sure if you know who Neil. He is the preeminent uh, or the most popular uh, um, astrophysicist of the day. Um, Lawrence Krauss and Brian Cox and Richard Dawkins. And, And he learned so much. And he says, I was blown away by the amazing scientific discoveries and facts. Then his marriage dissolved, and he turned he turned my attention to human psychology. So he's filling his mind with all these uh, these things that have a tendency to pull us away, away from God, or, or doesn't have to pull us well, away from God. Trials are supposed to bring us to God, right? And in the end, he turned his back on on his Christianity and said, "I'm no longer a Christian. I'm faithful." And then um, does something in the uh, in the article that I thought you, you didn't really have to do that. Uh, the article would have been fine and, and would have really let us know why you made the decisions that you did. And then at the end, he takes a jab. They all do. I know, but you know, he could have left that out and gotten away with a a very decent article. And he says, the Christian music scene is populated by many people who act as though they have a direct hotline to a God who supplies them uh, with the answers to the universe. There seems to be more ego and narcissism among Christian musicians than their secular counterparts. I don't know that that's true. I'm sure he's, and he can only speak from his 
Um, and maybe he's right. I don't know. I'm not into. I'm not a Christian musician. I don't know. I don't hang around Christian musicians to know how they act, of whether they're egotistical or narcissistic. I don't know those types of things. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm questioning why he put that in there. Yeah, I didn't. What I don't want it to be, but what it seems like it is is just another atheistic jab at Christians. But that's their same story all the time because they're free thinkers and they want to believe what they want and they don't want a God telling them what to think. <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, I, Maybe so. I, I don't know, but obviously his attitude was changed. We're going to talk a little bit more about it when we come back from break. Um, and, and what I began to ask myself uh, was why does this story matter to me? Why why does it why does it get under my skin? But after he says the line that I just read, he he does he goes even further. He takes a jab at the newsboys, and it, as the article progressed, I, I found myself less and less interested in what he was talking about, and so I had to ask myself why. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to we're going to open up this this uh, new series that we have called "Lord Change My Attitude" before it's too late. <laughs> it's a book written by James McDonald. We're going to get into that just a little bit as we as we talk about uh, this article uh, about the Newsboys' lead singer back in the '90s, uh, George Perdiccas, and why he was once a Christian rock band. Phenom, and now he's an atheist. atheist. Yeah. Seems like a term for the worst to me. I think so, too, <laughs> for know. sure. For We're sure. going to talk a little bit more about this as we take the headlines uh, that are going on right now in the news. Ripped right from the from the front page of Patheos.com and the Friendly Atheist. <laughs> there you go. Keep listening right here on Becoming Christlike, Blog Talk Radio. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Celebrate graduation safe and sober. Don't let drugs and alcohol threaten what you've worked so hard to achieve. This message is brought to you by Southeast Health Group, your local resource for drug and alcohol treatment. Call 1-800-511-5446 for more information about a safe and sober graduation. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the road less traveled, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ Like right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're starting this new series where we delve into this this book. Again, it's an older book. 2001 was when it was published. And every once in a while those they come along and it it's like you, you look and you find it on your desk and you're like where did this come from? And it's absolutely what you're supposed to be reading, reading at that time. It's a book by James McDonald called Lord Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late. And uh, the forward by Erwin Lutzer. And it, we're kind of hooking it by talking about this this former lead singer of the Newsboys, George Perdiccas, who came on and wrote on Pathos.com, the friendly atheist, mm-hmm. <laughs> about how he was once the lead singer of the Newsboys. And at, at his, probably, at one point, the dominating... Christian, Christian band group. and group of the time, Absolutely. contemporary Christian. Yes. Everyone knows the Newsboys. Again, we know them now because of the. Oops, excuse me. Because of the. Uh, My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, like a liar. Oops, lost your mic. I lost my mic there. I unplugged it there for a second. Sorry. Uh, it came out, and we we know it. Mm-hmm. Newsboys are. In our ingrained in our mind, and he says, I looked around, and everybody, I wasn't acting the way people thought, or I really wasn't the person that everybody thought I was, and obviously, he went on to say that, guess what, these Christian artists that you're revering, and, and they're, not, they're either. not either, and he went on to, to take a shot at... Uh, at the Newsboys, and so I want to read that. He says, recently the Newsboys were featured in the movie God's Not Dead. The movie demonstrated the pervasive attitude of Christians. They demonized everyone, 
while giving a pass to their own particular brand of Christianity, making themselves look like fluffy white angels with perfect synchronized lives. The truth is, from someone who knows what went on then and what goes on now, the new boys aren't as holy as they profess. Instead of wearing a mask of righteousness, they should acknowledge that they are struggling as much as everyone else. Now, that's a movie I'd like to see. Okay. But, you know, that's a story for every <laughs> Christian person there is. None of us are perfect. and um, We were talking during the break uh, yeah. about that idea of, and, and I wonder. Well, in this book, I'm going to mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Let, yeah. go uh-huh. take it to this book here. Sure. Is it says, if you want to be perfect, if you want the perfect life, mm-hmm. then that's idolatry. Because That's what right. you want, what you're idolizing is perfect, not the sin you have to embrace that takes you closer to God. Right. That you have to work through. And so I, that's how this ties into that a little bit. Yeah, it, it does. There is that idea of when you talk about the different attitudes that we were sharing, uh, that we're going to be sharing over the next few weeks, that, that complaining, covetous, critical, doubting, rebellious attitude, mm-hmm. which George Perdiccas is saying, hey, guess what? Contemporary Christian artists, man, and they got it too. <laughs> and they go around acting like they're... And here's what we were talking about during the break. And I really looked at what he wrote in in the light of this, Lord, change my attitude before it's too late. Because I, I looked at it and I said, what is, what is he really trying to say? What's his beef? What's his complaint? What's his point? Uh, what's he trying to encourage us to think? And and I, the first thing that came to my mind was, George, man, I know these perfect people aren't perfect. And then during the break, I was telling you, but there is a sense that we do idolize people. We do. Cont- especially we put them up on pedestals. We love them so much. We love their yeah, music. We look at that. But the problem is, is there's not true relationship in. You're seeing an image of something without right. the relationship. That's right. And we all do that. To take take any any Hollywood star, people mm-hmm. in a movie, we have a tendency to idolize them as their character, right? Not as they truly are. There is an old adage that says, "Never meet your heroes." Ooh. And because it will that it it will just disappoint you all the way around. Because uh, let's say there's a person who just absolutely loved Indiana Jones, okay? And their their big goal was to meet Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. I want to their thought is, I don't want to meet Harrison Ford. Wanna I want to meet Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. And then when they meet him and the, and he's he's Harrison Ford, you're like and I don't know if he is or not, but there's a big chance that you could come away saying, that guy's a jerk. I didn't know Indiana Jones was a jerk. jerk. <laughs> we do that with our sports idols. Well, that's where we need to realize that every person is both human that's right. and spiritual. And so we have a good side and a bad side all the way around. Mm-hmm. That happens on, on, well, it doesn't happen a lot, but Derek and George, another show that we have on Thursday mornings, Derek and George Live, we have, it's a different format. We talk about politics and news, and, and uh, we get our fair share of uh, hate mail. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, always laugh because I'm so thankful I think we yesterday, don't get it. <laughs> George and I figured it was, it's no more than a shade over 32% of our, of our emails. Really? Our oh, yeah. Oh, but we do get those who who say to us, you know what? 
we, I just, we really look up to you. And George and I always say, don't, don't, please don't do that. You don't, you don't know us. Right. You know us from Thursday morning, and you know our voice, and sometimes you've seen us on YouTube, but mm-hmm. you know what we look like, and every once in a while we'll share a struggle or we'll share this. But if you look at us and think that, hey, those two guys sitting around that table, together. they got They're it together, good. you are you're going to be sadly mistaken. We're all walking that same path of trying to find our way. So I think what happens is, uh, you know, if George and I were to go out and and meet these people, we would want them to be the type of people that they that we thought they thought we were. Mm-hmm. And I can see where the hypocrisy would come in and you say, you know what, for two hours I just pretended to be a guy that I wasn't. Now you would hope that that wouldn't happen. Because I think George and I human. are pretty pretty human on our show and, and you get what you get. But we even do that when we look for spouses. We put on an air that's not always true for a certain amount of time. That's right. And it takes the relationship for our flaws to seep out. Yeah. I see that on... I see that on Facebook all the time. I hear it all the time, and it's a real challenge. And it all goes back to this, Lord, change my attitude. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about this. Uh, We even struggled with this when we went into Advent. We were talking about the whole idea of, man, what's the matter with our attitude? Is there something different? And and I really got to thinking um, about how is it that we... I don't want to say portray our faith, how we live out our faith, and what people see in us, in our attitudes. Do we put on this air? Do we do we try and fit into this box of what we believe it means to be a Christian? And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. It's something we all do. We all do it. And... It, we do it here at the at the ministry. Uh, we do it on Facebook. We we do it all the time. We get emails or whatever. There's a number of times, and you can go on our mobile uh, site, and we get them all the time. We get you forward them to me, and there's an email that's a prayer request because Absolutely. we have a prayer request line. Um, I'm not going to to put that one in there because I don't think it fits in because we do it. But how many times? Has somebody come up to you and say, oh, you know, there's Dawn. She's a Christian. I'm, I'm a Christian. Well, I'm going to talk to her and share something with you that is, uh, that's tough. They're struggling with and, and whatever. And, and before they can leave our site, before we let go of the hand that we're shaking, we say the thing that we believe Christians are supposed to say. I'll pray for you. <laughs> but do we really? But do you? Do we? Sometimes I remember back yeah. talking to you. I used to and say, I'm, I don't think I do. And yeah. I'd say, if I actually did that, I would be doing it 15 hours a day. And it's, yeah, and it's not the point of not praying for somebody because I know how that, how that goes, okay? I think my point is this I think we use that phrase a lot because we believe it fits within the Christian mantra. It's what we're supposed to say. It's what we're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. And, and but it's not it is a great action, but sometimes the action is to actually help them do something with their problem. If they're if they're hungry, buy them a gallon of milk, you know. Yeah. Take an action to help or encourage them out of it. 
Yeah, it, it, yeah, this is. I'm just going to break in real quick here and 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 let you know this is a La Hunta thing, uh, but something strange is happening in in southeast Colorado. It doesn't happen a lot. It's actually raining outside. And how do you know that? Look at the security cameras. Oh my gosh! It's raining. This has cool. nothing to do with what we're talking about. And I'm watching the garbage man pick up my trash right now. But still, <laughs> it's it, raining. Not that it's raining, although that's a freakishly thing in southeastern Colorado. In January. On January 30th, yeah. it's raining. All I can think of is at night, it's going to freeze and make ice. <laughs> well, that's the negative Nancy. You don't want to do that. I'm sorry. Pat, you're in the chat room right now. I need you to tell me in Los Animas. Is it raining right now in Los Animas? Because this is a this is a big deal for us. <laughs> just, don't you love how I just threw that into the show? I'm sorry, it's I was looking at it. Rain. And the first thing I thought of was, what the heck is going on? What's on? And it's and it's the raining. farmers want rain. Yes, so any corn can grow. I wanted to display my thankfulness of the rain that that is. There happening. you go. Now you've got it right. Not real hard yet. It's not raining real hard here. It's hard to tell in the cameras. We just know that the street and my driveway is wet. Wet. Yep. Anyhow, to get back to this, I'm I'm wondering, and we were talking during the break. This idea of of George Perdiccas's uh, article that he wrote about being a lead singer for the Newsboys and then becoming an atheist. I'm wondering if we perpetuate and if because here's what I thought when I read the article before you put the jab in. He's right. We are hypocrites. I agree. It doesn't make us less of a Christian. It's just that we get to a point of where we realize I serve a God uh, and I am seeking to become Christ like. Yet in my life, I struggle mightily. Mm-hmm. And at any point in time, if you were to stop and take a microcosmic picture of my life, there are numerous times that you would be able to say, that's what a Christian is. Right. And what it seems like and feels like in his article is that he realized that and felt that if it couldn't fit the bill of what everybody else wanted him to be, then there must be no God. And that's what's sad about the article to me. Instead of growing in this and say, and going to somebody and saying, you know what, here I am, a famous Christian singer, and I struggle, even talking about it with his fans. Yes. I struggle. Because then he would have been a Paul. That's the right. The things I want to do, I don't, I don't do. I don't do, and the things I should do, uh, or, I, or I shouldn't do, I do. Do, absolutely. Um, is that whole idea, but it, there is a, and I think this happens, even especially with Christian uh, Christians who are well known, well received, famous. If you would, you know, mm-hmm. there's a huge opportunity to go to your following, your fan base, I guess you would call it. And say, listen, this is how I struggle. And there's one area that they've done that. And I don't know if you've any, if anybody, mine broke. I need to get another one. But for many years, the, the I wore a band that said, I am second. Mm-hmm. Um, George and I, from the Derek and George show, we wanted to make bands that said, I am third. Um, God is first, my wife is second, and I am third. 
but the I am second movement said that God is first and I am second. Right. And they have videos of famous people who've come on and talked about their struggles. And that's what we're instructed to do in abso- the Bible. Absolutely. That's what the, the sad part is. Absolutely. And people that you wouldn't think, I mean, heavy metal rockers. I mean, these aren't, this isn't, this isn't Franklin Graham sitting in the chair talking about how, these are the people you're like, oh my gosh. Uh, Phil Robertson was on, they've got a number of them and they're very powerful. I know my son uh, watches them a lot uh, to, to hear the struggles of people. And I think that's an incredible way that says, I know I'm a hypocrite. I know I profess love and and these things, and I don't always live them. And I'm not alone. But God still loves me, and right. God still loves you. And simply because I can't live up to the standard of God doesn't mean there isn't a God. Right. And that's where I think George Perdiccas, it in the end, this is what I got. You weren't into it to begin with. You went into it because it was hot and it, it was it thrust got to upon where you, you wanted to go. And you got to play music. Mm-hmm. I'm not questioning his faith. I don't know his heart. I'm saying that's how it reads. Mm-hmm. Because you you turned on your faith awfully quick. If that's what it was that blew your faith, Something something was wrong there. Something was wrong with your attitude. Right. Um, something was wrong with something. Because that's a big thing to go from I believe in God to I don't believe in God. Absolutely. What happened? And here's what cracks me up. Through the whole atheist movement, it, well, there's a couple things. One, it is that cosmic butler that when God no longer fulfills my needs, mm-hmm. then there is no God. He's my servant, not he, yours. Exactly. Or this whole idea that that the things that George Perdiccas or the things that we in our life either do, traps we fall into, Lives that are misled, that stumble, which I'm now describing everyone's lives. We somehow blame it on God. Mm -hmm. And because we blame it on God, now there is no God. And I I don't get that. Well, we're back to faith and trust (laughs) is what we're back to. I don't understand the jump. There wasn't a, I'm not living the life that I think I should be living why does that mean there is no God? God? Can't you just come out and say, I believe in God, but I am so far from him right now because I'm a hypocrite and because I don't feel him and because I don't. You don't just jump out and say, now that it doesn't seem, it does. now that I'm not feeling the way I should feel. I mean, if that's the case, I should have become an atheist a long time ago. If that's, if that's the criteria that when he no longer fits my needs or no no longer does what I think he should be doing or I no longer feel his love or hear his voice, that, whoop, he must not be there. Crap, I would have been an atheist a long time ago. Back at brain surgery one. (laughs) And I think what happens is we misplace the, the fault. But this is somehow God's fault. 
Oh, I was just going to say, did this guy, and we don't know, we don't, invite him in, we don't invite know. God into we, the journey he was on? We have no idea. Just, right. going, just going by the article. But I'm, I'm thinking of me. Whenever right. I start having problems, mm-hmm. I have forgot to talk to God about it. That's right. And so I have moved away from him. He doesn't move away from me. Yeah. I've moved away from him. And it really does come back to the, the whole idea of you can, you can say, I don't believe there's a God anymore. Um, but simply not believing in something doesn't make it true, doesn't make it not there anymore. And I think a lot of the times... I, I, I always want this question, and it fascinates me, not so much the person who grew up as an atheist. Because that's in their I'm background. Okay. That's where they came I'm from. I'm okay right? with that. You don't Family believe there's a God. I wish you did. Maybe something will happen in your life that, that God will reveal himself to you. But, hey, you know what? You have the right to believe that. That's fine. I'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, really? that, that type of thing. What really fascinates me are the people who said that that they did believe in God and now don't. Don't. Because there has to be something that changed. Right. You, well, I always ask, were they here in the beginning? Or sure. what happened that you didn't get the answer that you wanted? Or you can't understand that God's way and you is know, the way it's going to be. You know what I think it is most of the time? Not most of the time, but some of the time is that as we grow and we get older, our thoughts change. Our likes and our dislikes change. Um, Ideas that we have and beliefs that we have are the cement of that dries harder and harder. And there are times now, and I fear that we are moving into that, if not already there, it no longer fits in. God doesn't fit into society anymore. Look at how society views people who believe in God. Mm-hmm. Christians are wackos. Now we're back to the Christian nation thing. Islam, <laughs> Muslims are terrorists. Jewish people are, I don't know what they think about people, but it is the whole idea. If you believe in a God, you are weak. Mm-hmm. You are unenlightened. You are archaic, and you're just, in some cases, naive and a believer of fairy tales. That's right. Santa Claus and Tooth Fairy. And that's because society is moving to tell us that. It's being taught to us. It's being taught to us. It's not just being told around the table. It's actually taught. Why do you think there was such a big deal about God's not dead? The big idea about the newsboys singing that, you know what, God isn't dead. Their video starts out with the statement. Scientists have released the statement that, indeed, there is no God. I mean, and, and to fight back that says, you know what, God isn't dead. And not only is he not dead, many people were saying there was no God. You created, we talked about this before the show, you created it to fill your needs, right. to fill a gap. 
And who do you think put that gap there? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I don't know. We didn't create him to fill a gap. There we, was were a hole. Gi- we were given a gap that yeah. needed to be filled. Because I always said there was like something missing, a big hole. That's and, right. And I realized that that was God. It was a God put thing in me. God places that within us so that we can find our way back to Him. Yes. And and is so hard. I saw a little thing on Facebook, and it's the cutest thing, and it's it's always the same. It, it's it's the same idea. It's over and over. It's a little little girl, and she's got a big marker, and she's writing on a piece of paper. And the paper says, if atheists don't believe in God, why do they get so angry if I do? Yeah, absolutely. Why do they care? Why, why do but they I care asked so one much? of them. I asked one of them. Why they said, care? we're destroying the world, yeah. is what they told me. Oh, oh, it, and so it's the idea of what we're doing. We're we're destroying yeah. the world. <laughs> that is what one of my Twitter atheists told me. Really? Yes, we're destroying the world, and that's why they think they have to take us out because we're destroying what they want in the world. Do you get angry at them? Yeah, a lot of them have been axed. They I'm can't just even sitting talk here staring at the, I'm just sitting here staring at the book that says, "Lord, change my attitude before it's too late." Well, I like talking to them, and I like trying to understand because I don't have a good concept of where they come but some of them are very good I've had some that I oh, just absolutely. I love to visit with because sure. they're open they're honest they try to convince me I try to convince them it's a good debate but I've had literal name calling mean horrible horrible ones and those usually get axed I just right. block them right. We're going to continue talking about this whole concept of changing our attitude, how uh, George Perdiccas, the lead, former lead singer of the Newsboys, had his attitude changed or changed his attitude as we uh, kind of build up to the, to the book study that we're going to be commencing next week of Lord Change My Attitude by James McDonald. And I think I think you have, you have to add it in because it's part of the title, but boy, it's great. Lord Change My Attitude before it's too late. Is there a too late? Is there a too late? It, yeah, and we're going to take a break here, and uh, we've got another an, a new singer. Uh, for those of you who listen to Becoming Christlike, you know that uh, Uncle Gene, mm-hmm. uh, my Uncle Gene, uh, sings a lot of his old time gospel on our uh, on our commercials, and and we've started. Uh, is it is it John Dad John Buckley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Buckley, uh, pastor in in uh, I, I'm always going to say Green Swayze, is <laughs> Swayze a town that my my mother and father, that Jimbo and my mom uh, go to church there, and he's been singing on some of this uh, during this break. We're going to hear my cousin. It's my cousin. Yeah, Eric Mathias. Is, didn't we have him once before? I think we might I have. Think we did. Uh, Jimbo, did we have him before? Okay. Eric Mathias is going to be uh, singing during our break here. So it's always a real family affair. Does he have uh, CDs? He, I, don't, I don't know if he has one or not, Jimbo. I think he just sent nope. Jimbo an MP3. Oh, okay. I just uh, thought I'd ask. Yeah. And so he's going to be singing. So uh, we, we're always excited to put uh, sure. put people on uh, in the family, and it's a family show. And so, hey, come on, becoming Christ-like, and and sing during the commercial. Absolutely. And so he's going to be singing his song. So we want you to stay with us on the other side of this break. Going to continue talking about our attitudes uh, towards individuals, our attitudes 
And I want to get into that real quick uh, when we come back, that whole idea of the attitudes that we have towards other Christians and the attitudes that we have towards unbelievers and kind of hook that into to the events of, of today. So stay with us. You're going to be listening to Eric Mathias sing uh, during this commercial. So enjoy it and come back as we continue to talk about this book, Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late by James McDonald, right here on Becoming Christlike, Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you ever wonder what happened to the dinosaurs? You ever wonder what happened to arena football? Do you ever wonder how to tie your own shoes? Good question. Well, you can come on down to Solo and Hutch, where we don't know the answers, but we'll talk to you about something else anyways. We've got PSAs, skits, stimulating discussion. We've got a whole bonanza of cool things going on. So come watch Solo and Hutch, 6 p.m. on Saturdays. Ooh, bonanza. My mother said she was doing fine But that my father was ill She said she thought he'd be okay Just a little red And a lot of faith been laid off. I asked him what he was going to do if he couldn't find a job. He looked into my eyes and said, I have a little money and a lot of faith. Get you through your darkest hours. Faith can heal your weary heart. God can be your greatest power. Just a little prayer and a lot of faith. Devastation taking place The terror from the sky Our leader said that we are strong We'll be a little here With a lot of faith Faith can get us through our darkest hour 
Just a little prayer And a lot of faith Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the road less traveled, Blog Talk Radio. So you thought you had to keep this up. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like right here on the road less traveled, Blog Talk Radio. Enjoyed that music. Yes, that was good. That was that was really good. Now that was Eric playing as well. Uh, right, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, that was that was him playing as well. So that's an old. Uh, who who sings that song? That was a cover done. Uh, that's a that's a country and western song. Who sings that, Jimbo? <laughs> okay, we don't we don't know. Jimbo, you have to figure that out. I don't even know the name. Uh, a lot of faith or some. It's a country and western song. It's an older one. I've heard it before. Uh, I don't know the title of it. But I've heard that one before, so it's a it's a cover. Great job, Eric Mathias, my cousin, uh, on my mom's side. The, well, of course, that's where the music talent's from. Your Uncle Gene, yeah. and the, that's right. Now, my grandfather on my on my dad's side was a musician too. And here's oh, really? a, here's an interesting little little tidbit of what we used to do. Uh, my grandpa used to make uh, records. You know the old records. Yes, I mean, he had. I have those. <laughs> I mean, heavy ones. Those thick. Not 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 like the ones you buy in the covers or anything. I mean, these are the thick ones. Oh, that, oh these old time back in the you know early forties. Uh, and I don't know if we still have it or if it got broke or what happened. But we used to listen to my father, Jimbo, our producer, uh, sing little. I think it was Little Brown Jug, wasn't oh, it, Jimbo? Really? Him and <laughs> him and his. I think it was him and his sister. Sisters sing Little Brown oh, Jug when he was little. He had just a little tiny kid. Oh. Got it, got it on a record. Too bad you can't find that. Just I want to hear in, that. Turn that into an MP3. Yeah. Jimbo, we'll play Jimbo singing Little Brown Let's Jug. Let's do yeah. that. I want to hear that. So music fan, it skipped my gen. I, I don't have it. I don't have any musical talent. Yeah. Uh, Jacob did a real good job in, in Greece. In Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stephanie is a beautiful piano player. Christine yeah. is a beautiful piano player. Christine is a beautiful voice. Yes, she does. I have zero talent when it comes to music. <laughs> oh, you're gifting somewhere else. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have a thick head of hair. <laughs> well, there you go. That counts for something, doesn't it? <laughs> but I don't have any musical talent. It just oh. amazes me about that. But anyway, we're talking about... I wanted to talk a little bit before... Uh, as our time runs out here, this whole idea about the attitudes that we as Christians have for each other, we've spent, and it, it, it's it's pervasive now in society, and we've, you can't really have a discussion about God anymore without talking about it as it's going on in society today, but there there's so much talk now about attitude towards Muslims. Yes. Um, we were talking about uh, during the break, the the movie American Sniper yeah. uh, that George and I talked about. That's that's a that was a good show yesterday. Uh, if you want to hear George and I talk about uh, the movie American Sniper and what we believed about it and what we thought about it, uh, go back on the Road Less Travels page, Road Less Traveled uh, page here on Blog Talk Radio and find it. It was yesterday, January 29th. We talked about American Sniper, but of course there was a there was a lot that came out that says. You know, you just portrayed us as savages, as Muslims, and 
and our attitudes towards them, atheists' attitude towards us, our attitudes towards atheists, our attitudes towards Muslims, Muslims' attitudes towards us. That's what it comes down to. It always comes down. And you know what's at the center of it all is, is God a God or no belief in God? We fight so much about what we believe. It's it's amazing to me. Um, but, of course, we can't control what other people think about us. No. But we sure can control what we think about other people. That's right. And that's why I think this book, Lord, Change My Attitude, Before It's Too Late by James McDonald's, is is going to be so instrumental in that. I think one of the quotes in there is, attitude creates attitude. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely it does. And I'll be the first one to say, uh, climbing out of my pit of hypocrisy, that there are times that I just have a bad attitude. Oh, I have a terrible one, and and reading that made me see even more. (laughs) just a bad attitude. And I think the point that that he makes a lot in in the book, and I think that it is evident in our lives, self-evident and obvious in our lives, just with the quote that you were saying, that uh, is that our attitude then dictates how other people see us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, good or bad. Because it also plays into our actions. Yes. You know, George Perdiccas was talking about, the, the former lead singer of Newsboys, was talking about that whole idea of, well, the Newsboys, I can tell you now, they're not the fluffy angels, and they're not who they portray. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking... Is is does my attitude towards others accurately depict what I think, believe, and feel? That's and you know really that's I'm thinking a about what creeps in there and, and ego creeps in there pretty quick. Yeah, in what we think and believe. Well, and George Perdiccas has said that the whole idea of narcissism, the whole idea yeah. of egotism. Um, Holier than thou is what I get thrown in my face. Ooh. Do you think it's because of the way that you act, speak, word, and deed? Or do you think it's just because people who, who when you say, I'm a Christian, even though, even though they might not know you at all, oh, you're a Christian, you're one of those holier-than-thou people. I think the people I'm fighting with sees judgment. No. <laughs> so, and, but on the general other, I don't, I don't. I think it matches in part of the time, but when when I think when uh, a disagreement happens, that's where the other creeps in. Mm. As long as we're all in agreement that God's God and and everything's good and He's going to help us and uh, we're good. But the minute there's a disagreement, I think that our ugliness creeps out. Right, and I think that it is so important that we that our attitude matches. What we think, feel, and believe. Mm-hmm. Now that that's hard because there are spur of the moment attitude things. Yes, there there just are. Right. But I don't think about that as an attitude. I think about attitude, it, it over a period of time, a a constant. Uh, 
at if there can be a constant at one point well, in time, but it isn't a reaction. I Attitude would, is not a reaction. That's what I was going to say. I was raised with a lot of negativity, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of negativity in me already, and mm-hmm. that that is what you have to overcome to break it. Is 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 that with your attitude? Mm-hmm. And, and it really it really is because the, there is that. I believe I think a belief. And it, it's it's going to happen no matter what that that Christians and Muslims and and African Americans and white people and Hispanics and American Native Indians and all of those uh, we all are stereotyped and put into a box someplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, I can't control what other people think about me, but I can control the way that I act, the way that I think. And what I believe. I get to decide those things. Now, how other people interpret those are different. So I think what the the main point of Lord Change My Attitude before it's too late is this. It's not that I need to change my attitude so that other people will benefit from it. I got to change my attitude so I'll benefit from it. Because your attitude is what hurts your relationship with God if it's a stinky That's attitude. That's right. But, but deep down inside... We yearn for people to know the real us. I mean, how many times have you heard that? Oh, they've just got that. Their life is so good. Oh, if you only knew the real me. Right. Oh, if you only knew. If you only knew. And what keeps us from presenting that to the world? It, fear. Shame. It should be our relationship with God to sure. a certain degree, though. Sure. But really what it boils down to is, are those things, our fear and shame and embarrassment. Um, people think so highly of me, I would hate to burst their bubble. I would hate, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the whole idea of, um, you know, people already think you're stupid. No sense of opening up your mouth and proving it. I mean, that, that you know, you ever heard that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it really open mouth, put both feet in yeah, is what I used to say. Is really the whole idea of you know somebody thinks somebody thinks that I'm just boy I got it going on and I would hate to burst their bubble, mm-hmm. but boy if you only knew, I mean how many times have we seen, uh, especially lately we talked about this on the Solo and Hutch and if you haven't noticed I'm trying to get in as many shows as I possibly can. <laughs> Have we missed it? <laughs> I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing a good job. I think I've got them all in. Solo and Hutch, you can listen to on Saturday evening, six p.m. Mountain Standard Times. A couple of teenage kids talking about things. We did a show the other day on suicide. Ooh. And how many times have we seen that, where a, a, a teenager has committed suicide and the parents just say, "I just don't understand." They were so happy, and so bubbly, and so full of life. Their attitude did not did not in any way reflect what was going on inside of them. Mm-hmm. I always think of the song "Tears of a Clown" when I hear about that because you're, you're it's hidden. Mm, you put yeah. on a mask. Yeah, and and a good example of that is uh, we all do it. I did it for uh, you know since 2003 after my brain surgeries when you have to get up and do a sermon or when you have a ministry event that you have to do. You have to put on, you pull up your bootstraps and you do what you need to do and then you fall apart. Um, 
And there was a number of times when people that Christine would become very angry when people would come up and say, it looks like Derek's doing really well. And she would get so angry because she didn't know the truth. She saw the falling apart Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. after coming home. She would get so angry at people and, and want to say, just scream at the top of her lungs. You have no idea for that moment. Sure. And it, and so it really well, hits home with me. We're talking about response and reaction again. When we were mm-hmm. talking about American Sniper, uh-huh. my son-in-law was in Iraq. Yeah. And the thing they taught him is to respond, mm-hmm. not react. That's right. Because that's when mistakes are made. And so that was that's a right. motto. It seemed like he actually had something he wore around his neck yeah. that they gave him. Yeah. They, because very rarely are reactions positive yeah. or or productive or well thought out or well thought out. Yeah. I mean, we use that term all the time, right? You had a knee jerk reaction and, you know, overcorrected and yes, yeah, exactly. those types of things mm-hmm. that that is just not a positive thing. And we don't need to be doing that. And I think we do too much of that as Christians mm-hmm. where we react and very rarely is our reaction Godly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But unfortunately, many times, that's when you get to see the real me. Mm-hmm. That's where that's it comes the out. scary thing, isn't and it? And so how tolerant are you of the real me? Right. That, how tolerant that you're a sinner. How tolerant that you have a temper and, and right. all. Right. Because no matter how hard we try, we'd never give it all to God and let right. him have it. That's right. And that's what this book really kind of challenges us to do is to change the different attitudes that that we all have. And and when we go through this over the next few weeks, if you if you're listening and you say, Well, I don't have that attitude, you're just lying to yourself. I know, I thought, Oh, I've come a long way. I don't have that as bad as reading. Oh they're all basic at <laughs> we if you don't have you could now maybe you don't have it now. But you either There's had it cycle. or you're going to have yeah, that's it. That's right. You're it's, coming out of it or you're going into that's it. That's the Andy Andrews thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What does he say? That, that life is, is, is uh, uh, you're either coming out of a crisis, crisis, going into a crisis, or just came out of a crisis. Right. That's what life is. Um, and, and there you go again. We're back to the response. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And And wouldn't it be great as Christians... If we could then respond instead of reacting, mm-hmm. absolutely. That it, 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 and I think it's a real. I think the other point is is you have to learn to see the big picture. You know, you sit there and I'm always the first one to think about how that fits in my life. But I think we need to stop and look at the big picture of where they come from. Yeah. And how far they've come before you get so excited about tearing them up again. You know, my son-in-law. I absolutely love him to death. Um, he is the epitome of being of a person who is able to absorb what goes on around him and not react at all. And I mean, and what I mean by this is. Christine and I always say, like, doesn't anything ever bother you? Because it, it, he's just this calm, well, here's what we'll do. And, dude, I just I just told you your truck is on fire. Well, you know, probably have to get a new truck or we'll put it out. We'll see how it goes. And, like, where? 
Where did it come from? How'd you get this? Right. There. Yeah, that, Can I come sit by you and take notes? That or because you're just and and I have made it my life's mission to evoke an emotional response. At, not that he isn't emotional. Not that he doesn't care about things. That's not what I'm saying at all. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't lose it in the storm. It it is that whole idea that it it appears. At least it appears from the outside. Now, I don't know the inside. Inside, right. That nothing really rattles him. He's the calm in the storm. Exactly. He knows everything's going to be okay. Right. No matter if it's right. death. Yeah. <laughs> and so I always marvel about that with him. I just love that. And and, and I hope what we can, we can accomplish through this book, this Lord Changed My Attitude uh, Before It's Too Late by James McDonald, is that sense of what... What I see on the outside is what's reflected on what's the inside. You know, his body will tell the tale of heart attacks, high blood pressure. And so, you know, you hope that it really is that way. That's that's right. And and it doesn't have to be for me. What I'm talking about is for individuals Mm -hmm. that, that I know that, well, basically what you see is what you get. Well, you that's my goal is that, that somehow that the belief of God, the love of God, the fellowship of, of God's spirit and trust, that people would see that in me mm-hmm. and not perceive it, that it should be there because I'm a Christian, because I'm a pastor, because I have a... It's it, real. But that it's real, that what you see is what you get. Yes. And And if that is the case, then I don't have to dwell on the hypocrisy of my life. I don't have to wonder, is there a God? I don't have to wonder. Not that not that I'm saying, if I get my life perfect, because you're always going into a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or getting ready to go into a crisis. And then instead you're looking at it as something good because you're going to grow more Christ-like while right. you go through it. And what I've it, it, a good example is that as as I've dealt with my pain for so many years, uh, it's it, I begin to crack uh, because there are certain people. My mother can do it. Uh, my mother is well. Christine is the best at it because she sees me all the time. My mother knows it um, because I say the same thing. How are you? Today? I'm good. And she'll say, no, you're not. Uh, you it, and I have had a discussion yeah. on that because in its essence, it's a lie also. It, you're right. It is. That's it. Yeah. It's a it's a platitude mm-hmm. that that because there's, a, you, there's, there's a great discussion about that. If you that. had in the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. There's a great discussion about the whole idea of people asking that and people answering that. That I believe that when most people ask that question, they're not really asking. They don't care. They don't even want to hear the answer. It's a, it's a polite commentary between you. Yeah. You're walking by somebody. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all it is. That's, it's, it's a natural reaction. And you say it in passage. What would it gone. be like if when we asked that question, we really wanted the answer? Mm-hmm. Really? You, I you mean, got you an really, hour? <laughs> yeah. You really want to know how I'm feeling today? Yeah. I mean... Are you sure? Because it might affect the rest of your day. Uh-huh. How are you today? You know what? I'm not good. My head hurts like crazy. I've got, you know, this is, and at, at and 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 at the end, you you get to the point of crap. I, I can't believe I asked that. Now my day's ruined. <laughs> so be careful when you ask that question. But 
But what would but it be? But I do believe that you have got to have a person you can answer that truthfully with in your life, or that's where you lose it and you fall off the the wagon. Or that's right, because it internalizes so much. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to this. Lord, change my attitude before it's too late. We're going to delve into the book next week, Friday. 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio. James McDonald wrote it. Um, we'll be putting it up. We're going to do some work on the website. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do excited. some changes on that. Uh, but we want to encourage you to listen to all the shows here on The Road Less Traveled. As the week goes along, Tuesday morning, uh, 8 a.m., with Literally Speaking, with Patty Sheen, and then Thursday, Derek and George Live. Friday, Becoming Christlike. Saturday, um, Salo and Hutch, and then on Mondays you can go to the Road Less Traveled YouTube page and watch Derek and Jess, which is a family show. So a lot of things going on here at the Ministries. We're excited. Uh, we want to encourage you to find everything out. Join us next Friday, uh, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, as we, as we really get into this book called Lord's Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late by James McDonald. So for everybody here at the Road Less Traveled, for myself, for, for Dawn, for Jimbo, uh, for all of our shows, all of our hosts, all of our guests, we want to thank you for listening and encourage you each and every day to become more and more Christ-like. God bless. God bless. There are days of taking more than I can give. Choices that I made that I wouldn't make again. I've had my share of laughter, of tears, and troubled times. This has been the story of my life. I won, and I lost. I got it right sometimes, but sometimes I did not. Life's been Blinded by my fear And I struggled to believe But in those unclear moments You were the one keeping me strong This is how my story's always gone I won And I lost I got it right sometimes But sometimes I did not Life's been